most of us get very comfortable in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. We tend to use one outside and, and one more inside. I, for myself, do not like schedules and structure that much. I've learned to appreciate them because it gives me more time to just take life as it comes and appreciate the flow. Welcome to the Developing Great Relationships podcast, where we are having conversations to help you understand God's design for great relationships and how to develop the habits needed to achieve it. Now here is your host, Joshua Verwers. Hey everybody, Joshua Verwers back once again for another exciting episode of the Developing Great Relationships podcast. Now, in the previous episode, we had talked about some of the, the personality basics, but we want to get in just a little bit deeper. Not of really how do they affect our relationships, but where do they even come from? And so that's what we're going to start to dive into to give you a little bit of foundation on the genetic personality types that we all have. So we're getting ready to jump into this conversation once again with my good friend and personal mentor, Dr. Mark Majors. And it starts right now. All right, personality type basics. We typically study the 16 types, which is based on the Jungian theory. Did I pronounce his name right? I think. The Jungian theory. Should we explain that a little bit? It might help, I think, for people to understand where the typology came from. Okay. First of all, the, the typology was originally eight. Mm-hmm. And, and it was expanded, you know, uh, through the efforts of Isabel Myers to come up with a method of, of finding out which of those eight functions a person was. It was a good job. And, and uh, even though Jung specifically talks about those things which Isabel used, which is judging and perceiving, it wasn't, you know, articulated as part of his... Uh, right. So, uh, let's start with um, the overview of, of what it is. Uh, Jung talked about uh, the biggest obvious thing that we see as introversion and extroversion, which is how people um, um, interact with the world around them. Uh, they either, you know, are, are really drawn to the outside or they tend to think and reflect or take in what they see, hear, smell, taste, yeah. and, and inter- internally, subjectively think about that. And so also it's, it's about how we get our, our energy, uh, our psychological energy, being energized or, you know, um, excited about things, yeah. motivated by things. I think we've kind of talked about it in the past of being almost like our attitude or our, yeah. you know, towards yeah. things and how we would interact yeah. with yeah. those. Yeah. Um, and and the attitude in an airplane is there's up down attitude and down attitude <laughs> yeah. level and so outside inside mm-hmm. attitude. Uh, now is and, this stuff? Uh, let me just kind of rewind for a second. These personality types is this something that you can just pick and choose? Can you assign yourself the the types whoever you want to be? No, we're pretty much born with them. You know, um, it's there. And and okay. so and and so I've had couples who were exactly the same have children who are exactly opposite. And they're, they're freaking out, you know. Right. Where'd they come from? They made a mistake in the hospital. Yeah, which baby? <laughs> yeah. So it's something that we can see. We can like notice these things. Oh, oh yeah. So we have that attitude, and we get our energy. Um, for example, you know, um, being energized by. Um, 
hanging out in the mall, talking to people, works for people who are extrovert, but uh, runs pretty um, short <laughs> for introverts. They want to, they'll do that, but how long do they want to do that? Yeah. And how much do they enjoy that? That's a different thing. Um, then, so that's extroversion, introversion, and then there's these mental functions that Jung called them, mm -hmm. which was uh, the function of perception and the function of making judgments or decisions. Okay. And uh, there's two parts to those, uh, sensing and intuition. Uh, sensing really likes uh, details, precision, the facts, and intuition really likes the possibilities, what may be. Uh, for decision-making, it's um, pretty much logical. Um, if, then, and, or, but. A Boolean logic, it's called. And the other side is very relational, very yeah. har harmonious and interrelationship. So and you're the, just identifying those as the perception side, the judgment side. Is that the, the JP that we would then get with... You know, the last section, which is J and P, as you said, is, is um, which do we use in that outside world? Uh, if it's J, it's, it's the decision-making. Yeah. If it's P, it's the perception. Um, we tend to use one outside and, and one more inside. Now, these things are not like um, total. Uh, right. We do all things. Yeah. We have all things available to us. It's just that we tend, most of us, get very comfortable in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, I, for myself, do not like schedules and structure that much. I've learned to appreciate them because it gives me more time to just take life as it comes and appreciate the flow. Yeah. So by scheduling and structuring, I get my work done, and so I have yeah. more time for that right. going with the flow. All things are good. All things are possible. Just some things are just difficult for us because of these flaws and the way we're structured in the fall. So J and P are an important aspect of ourselves. Which which do we use in the world around us? This is sort of okay. personality basics. Jung had eight mental functions. He called the sensing, intuition, the thinking, feeling, the logical, relational. Mm -hmm. He said each one could occur in outside form, external form, or an inside form. Okay. And so uh, that made eight. So sensing, external, internal, think, um, intuition, external, internal, thinking, feeling, both external and So that's eight. Well, Isabel Myers came up with 16 because she was really recognizing uh, the importance of... Um, the one you use in the outside world. Okay. And of the 16, there's going to be two that are very similar, like ENFP and ENTP. Yep. They're very similar. Um, yep. The dominant way that they function is extroverted intuition mm -hmm. or, you know, that outside world. Yeah. You know, uh, the possibilities in the outside world. And uh, what... That person does is whatever's in front of them. And mm -hmm. They don't have to necessarily plan or organize it, but they, they just jump to it. Okay. Yeah. So that that last section, 
if we're calling like the the EI, like the mental attitudes, and then the SNTF, that's kind of the mental functions. Would the the last part kind of be like our mental what orientation or preference yeah. or some people mean? call it a mm-hmm. lifestyle orientation. Okay. Yeah, because Oh, because it's it's how we're the out yeah, orienting to towards the what's outside world. the life out yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So that that, makes sense. That's kind of the basics of the sixteen type. We have four letters and they can be used, you know, the combinations are sixteen. Yeah. And so that's where they came up with 16 types. Now, a lot of times when people will take these type of tests, um, whether it's, you know, the Jung test or the Myers-Briggs or you've got the majors personality types, if it's taking those things, sometimes it doesn't always line up. You know, like I'll take it and I, and I did this five years ago. I took your test and I came out ESTJ. But then I was able to notice during that time, I was going through a lot of difficulties. There was a lot of transition and a lot of struggle. Is it those elements that we have, the different things that we face in our life, can that affect and skew maybe how we take those things, how we register? Sure. Test taking is a bit of a <clears throat> sticky wicked. Yeah. The British right. would say, yeah, it's a, it's a problem. Um, there are no perfect tests. Mm-hmm. And they all... T- intend to approximate things. And so um, we have to keep in mind, first of all, 10% of the population at any one time is either clinically depressed or anxious. There's a problem with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, theologically, I could go on and on about that, but that in and of itself, when people are depressed, they do not answer questions the way they normally do. Yeah, And so that alters it being stressed by outside stressors. And in fact, if we're stressed to the point of being emotionally, psychologically depleted, we will answer differently. We will respond based on what's happening in the here and now. Most of the time, people don't do that, though. And so we're getting at the accuracy of the instrument. But to say that somebody has taken a test or a measurement and, and this is what they are, that's always inappropriate. Okay. So they always approximate. And the individual, it, it takes a fair amount of time to learn about personality type. You don't right. just spout off the alf- alphabet soup and, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. all of a sudden they know it. It right. takes some time and energy. What we find is uh, people who spend time learning and affirming who they are, personality type-wise, um, you know, most of the time it'll match the test, okay. but sometimes it won't. Right. And sometimes people are actually close to both sides. Mm-hmm. And um, there will be a difference, but it's difficult sometimes to split the difference. So when we're taking inventory of our personality types and we're trying to go through these type of testings, is it better for us to think about roles that we have? Like, this is how I am in my job, this is how I am as a father, or is it better for us to just try to put those aside and say, all things even, Mm -hmm. this is what I would prefer? Yeah, that is the key right there. What do I really prefer 
regardless of what's going on around me or what, inside, when I, okay. when I really get down to myself, what is it I really prefer? Because, well, excellent work done by Dick Thompson, um, who's a researcher, and he found that there's a work type and a home type. Oh, okay. Most work environments are, are sensing, they're detailed, yeah. and Jay, the, so they're very much organized and planful right. about decisions and stuff. And at home, it's much more, you know, laid back. And, uh, if you got little ones, you're about the possibilities because they're going to give them to you. Yeah, ex- exactly. You, you yeah. know, and so life is different at home. It's, it's less structured, and it's also um, you have to go with the flow. Okay, so then that does kind of answer what, kind of what my next question would be: that there is the ability for us to have a different type at work versus at home type of a deal because we've kind of learned that's what's needed. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we just kind of adapt that way. Yeah. People that are adaptable. Yes, they do adapt yeah. that way. Um, some individuals, um, their personality type uh, is encouraged in their family of origin, rewarded. And people who are different or opposites are spoken of with discouragement. Mm negatively okay and so they will maintain that personality kind of lopsidedness um, finish high school college and seek an occupation which allows them to express that personality type yeah and uh, function with a uh, lack of involvement with the opposite not necessarily a negative thing but I, i just choose not to I've spent so much time being uncomfortable, I want to be comfortable. Yeah, and they perhaps marry a spouse that's very similar to them, so they get locked in to just being that way. Okay. We run into them all the time, and they can be very nice people and stuff, but you sit down and talk with them, they have a particular way they do life. Yeah. They have no need to change that, no need for flexibility, variability, and they're happy. So there's this prevailing thought out in the world that when it comes to personality types, you are who you are and you can't change your subplots, so to speak. But yet you mentioned that we all do all of these to a certain degree. Can we actually conform, Mm. change, I guess? Oh, yeah. It's very powerful. Um, We cannot change those genetic stripes like okay. a zebra that we have, but we can pick up our cross daily and follow Christ. Uh-huh. There you go. It is, it is about our consciousness and our mind and our thoughts, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We can clearly think about what we're doing and what we choose to do. Will I obey Christ in this matter? And obeying Christ really puts us sort of in the center of all those things, very yeah. flexible. Um, because it is humility and compassion. It is love and care and it's acceptance. You right. know? And so, um, a very powerful thing. Um, we have to act in the way that Christ says to. And he doesn't care about our personality. <laughs> it's a, the commands of Christ are not limited, whether you're 
you know, your alphabet is this. Right. Okay, you don't have to do anything then. Yeah. You know, you're perfect, and so, you don't have to obey Christ. So you're saying I can't pull the uh, the Adam trick and say, but God, I mean, it's it's the woman you gave me, or yeah. or God, you made me this way. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how that works for you. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, it is where is our focus? Is it on prideful ourselves as perfect? Is it on the other person is wrong, or is it on Jesus that I will follow him? I will follow you, Lord, and be like you, loving and caring, regardless of these differences, regardless of how we're irritated. And sometimes we have difficulty getting along with people, but we're told to accept and love them. Yeah, and told to be holy as he's whole. Yeah. So stop being... Flawed. Yeah, if you love me, you obey my commands. Right. Uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm humble, gentle. Yeah. Uh, if you're That's humble good. and gentle, then you do find rest for your soul. You That's don't good. strain at fighting everything. Okay. All right. That's some good stuff. I love this. I love diving in with you on on some of the personality types because, as I've mentioned before. It really helped me identify the weaknesses that I had. Uh, yes, identify my strengths, but also identify my weaknesses in those areas that I really needed Christ's strength to help me be more like Him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is good. We just kind of did a brief little overview. Um, maybe a little bit more than brief, but hopefully for those that are listening, it was able to really kind of explain some more of the personality types, the basics behind it. That this is stuff that is identifiable, it's genetic, it's part of our human nature, but it doesn't stop there. We need to be more like Christ. That's right. Um, Good. All right. Well, that's all the time we got for this episode. In the next one, what do you say we pick things up and let's dive in on extroversion, introversion? You got it. All right. Sounds good. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you enjoyed looking at personality types and how that can really affect us in all of our relationships. If you did enjoy this episode, I would just encourage that you could share this with your friends, with your family, by using the social media links below. And until next time, we will just see you on the episode so we can all develop great relationships.